Aloha, listeners. Dr. Tiki of Tiki Bar TV here, welcoming you to the Zen Tiki Lounge. Listeners, welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge. Sunshine here. It's just just me today. The ladies can't be here. They're off doing, like I say, whatever it is they do when they're not here drinking in the lounge with me. We're gonna set the the music to random. Just see what Exotica pulls out of the ether, wherever it comes from. And we're having a drink from Kahuna Kevin's great cocktail book. Uh, last week we tried Beretta Vendetta. And this week, we are trying Kahuna Kevin's Headless Zombie. And he admits he pulled the inspiration from Don the Beachcomber's original recipe and then tweaked it and came out with something completely off the charts, as he says. And there are a lot of ingredients in this drink. Now, a zombie has a good deal of ingredients to start with, and Kevin's recipe adds a few more, uh, one of which I had to go out and fine because I did not have it. I had not made a drink um, that uses this. I've seen it before, but just never used it. And it is the Zabetan uh, Mayan liqueur. And it is a, well, it was first known as Balsh. It was a ceremonial liqueur produced by the ancient Mayas. Uh, it has a flavor that the Spanish originally found kind of offensive, so they softened it over the years, uh, and they incorporated uh, anise and removed the tree bark and corn from it. Um, the liquor is named for a flower that grows on a vine in the Yucatan. But anyway, it's a honey anise liqueur, and uh, the Mayans uh, used to make it, and you can still get it from Mexico. That's where it's made. Well, anyway, you need it for this zombie recipe. And so I found it. I had everything else. That was the only thing that I, I didn't have. And it has another ingredient that I really love, the St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram. And I actually just got that about two months ago. I found a bottle and I found a place that stocks it because not all of the ingredients that we like in our tiki drinks or in cocktails in general are mainstream and are easy to find. So some of these you have to, you have to look for. Now, I'm trying the zombie right now. And it is a complex, uh, complex set of things going on there in your mouth between the alcohol, fruit flavors, um, the spice. And I really like this recipe because I'll tell you this, Don the Beachcomber's recipe, too much anise or Pernod. I just got too much and it really puts me off. Whereas uh, Kevin Kahuna's recipe here is very balanced and there is that anise flavored there in the background, but it's, it's pushed back more and it lets other things like the other spices come through. And I really like it. So if you want to get this great uh, cocktail book, you can go to kahunakevin.com. I'll put a link at zentikilounge.com as well. And you can get the book. It is spiral bound, which I find great for bar books because you can flip them around. You can even, them, even use them to stand up on the bar while you're mixing or on the counter. And I like that. And the pages are nice and thick. And they are... They are semi-water uh, resistant, which is also good in a bar. You splash something on it, you can wipe it off, no problem. Um, it's not going to ruin the pages right away. And probably my favorite thing about the book, in addition to the good cocktail recipes, is that it shows you how this drink should look garnished and even gives a glass um, 
gives you an idea of what glass you want to put it in. And I believe that is very important with tiki drinks is, well, it was going to look a certain way when the original uh, inventor crafted it, and it should look that way when it is made in someone else's home or bar. At least I think so. I'm kind of a cocktail snob and I admit that. All right, well, this is going to be a music episode. And while I sip more of Huna Kevin's Headless Zombie, uh, I want to uh, just have you all sit back and relax and enjoy the music that I'm going to play for you. Uh, what we're going to listen to here first is a, well, a new group that I have just uh, come into understanding called Truce, T-R-U-U-S, and their song Ritualis. Uh, from the Rit- Ritualis album is what I'm going to play for you. And then right after that, another and a, okay, and another artist that I just became aware of is Tipsy and their song Liquor Delic. And it's on their Triptease album. And be- at the beginning of the song, you're going to hear the pouring of some liquor, or at least we hope it is. And uh, that sets the mood for the song. But both of these songs, both Ritualis and Liquor Delic, um, they set a good mood for pouring yourself a drink and sitting back and just kind of letting your cares go away. So here here they come. I think you'll enjoy them and I'll be back right afterwards. Thank you. 
So what do you think about Tipsy? That song reminds me very specifically of a time at Tiki Oasis, I think in 2008, where I was sitting at the pool with some friends and we were buying each other drinks and having sushi and having a good time. And I had quite a few doses of liquor in a rather short amount of time, followed by uh, two uh, chasers. One of them was absinthe and the other one was a high proof 151 rum. And so the, the noises and things going on in the background of that song, Liquor Delic by Tipsy, that's just how I felt. I was sitting in the water part of the time and I just felt like everything was kind of swirling around me. It was a uh, a very interesting experience, but that song, well, it, it reminds me of it. Well, let's see, what's, what's going on here? I have an email from Ariana, and Ariana asked, you talk about bitters every now and then, and I just don't understand what bitters are, and I just go right over them whenever they're in a cocktail recipe, and I make the drink without it. Is this a problem? Does it really make that big of a difference? Should I go get some bitters? Okay, Ariana, last episode... uh Beans from Beans on Cracker asked, you know, what's the deal with bitters? And so we talked about that a little bit, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit of, more in depth. And maybe I'm going to give an example of a way to make it easy for people to understand who have maybe not um, gotten bitters or tried bitters before. So let's start simple. Bitters is, it's basically an herb alcohol tea. It's a good way to explain it. High proof liquor and uh, other ingredients such as water are used to steep the flavor and oils out of herbs and seeds and things. And you get a very potent, flavorful, often spicy uh, tincture or liqueur in a way, uh, but you use very small doses of it, drops even, sometimes quarter drops, eighth of a drop, because some of them can be very potent. And you only want them added to the drink to maybe bring out highlights of another another liqueur or ingredient or just to add something unique to it. So if you start with the Angostura bitters, the king of all bitters, and it is good stuff, uh, take a glass of pineapple juice, just some pineapple juice with a bit of crushed ice. Take a sip of the pineapple juice. Okay, great. So you're reminding yourself, this is what pineapple juice tastes like. Now take that glass and add a dash of Angostura bitters. You can get them in any any liquor bar and liquor mart of any kind. They're that common. Just a dash. And now when you take the cap off the bitters, you're going to notice, okay, it's got this little hole. Well, that's because you only want a small amount. So when they say a dash, that literally means you turn the bottle upside down and either you tap the end of the bottle so it kind of just gives you one little splash, or you... Uh, move it up and down real quick, and it will give you one dash. A few drops at one time come out this way, but that's one dash. Now stir that into the pineapple juice. Now taste that pineapple juice. Huge difference. That that tangy, tart pineapple juice with its natural sweetness has now been completely changed with just a couple of drops of this stuff, and it's got some spicy notes to it. It adds a different type of tang or pucker to the pineapple juice. And by the way, please use unconcentrated, never concentrated pineapple juice. The dole in the can works great. Fresh if you have the time. But uh, so try the pineapple juice with or without the bitters. Now, add a second dash of bitters. 
and give it another stir and try it again. Now you're probably at the point where the bitters are becoming what you taste and the pineapple juice has been shoved to the back and you almost don't notice it anymore. Think about that with all ingredients. Anything you're putting into a drink, and uh, Kahuna Kevin's book is a good example of this, there are ingredients here that call for just a dash, an eighth of a teaspoon, a few drops, half ounce, quarter ounce, etc. When you see recipes that are written that way, it's probably very important to follow those proportions and use exactly the ingredients that the recipe calls for. So I recommend that. So Ariana, that uh, I hope that gives you enough to go on. And if that hasn't convinced you to get yourself a bottle of Angostura bitters, the good starting point for anybody who's going to make a drink that calls for bitters, um, well, I don't know what will. And uh, But uh, if you want to truly make some of the great tiki drinks, you got to have it. So Ariana, go go out there and get it, and maybe write back and uh, tell me what your experience is. If something interesting happens, I think that might be interesting to hear about. Or if you just say, hey, I can't believe I went this long without bitters, that would be interesting to hear as well. All right, well, let's play another couple of songs for you guys. What are we going to play next? Next, we are going to play something from Eden's Island, from Eden Abes. This song is called Banana Boy, and it's just... Um, it's one of those songs from back in the day, 60s-ish, you know, that uh, now would probably be somewhat politically incorrect. Shouldn't be, but probably would be. But who cares? It's a great, campy little song. And then I'm going to play Firecracker. And this is from the Waitiki 7 and their new album, The New Sounds of Exotica. And this one has a very ethnic uh, sound to it. And some people would even say that something like this might be politically incorrect, but it absolutely, absolutely is not. And I think it's a great tune. So first Eden's Island with Banana Boy, and then the Waitiki 7 with Firecracker.
I don't know about you, but I really like both of those. Uh, Firecracker is a personal favorite, and that's off the Waitiki 7 album, The New Sounds of Exotica, their newest album. So if you don't have that one, go to eMusic, iTunes, etc. You can download uh, both of those tracks electronically from both eMusic and iTunes. So I suggest you go find them because, well, they're right there in front of you. So just go do it and enjoy them. And I don't know anybody in the groups or anything like that, so I'm not getting anything for saying it. I just think that those are two good uh, groups, artists, and uh, two good songs from, or one good song from each of them. All right, what else do we have going on? We have a question from, now who is this question from? From Michael. Michael lives in Southern California, semi-close to where the Zen Tiki Lounge is, and he asks... It seems like there are tiki events out there that just don't get much publicity, and I really don't know how to find them better because just having friends on MySpace, oh, people still use that, and Facebook uh, doesn't always get you the message in time, and events are sometimes over or in the past by the time you're aware of them. What do you do? Okay, well, what do I do? Well, I kind of have an advantage over some people. I do this podcast. So people tend to tell me about things through email or Facebook, etc. So I kind of, you know, have a good idea what's going on out there. And I tend to, well, only go to things that are local because, of course, we can't all just jet set and hop around the world every time there's something going on. Now, if you go to Tiki Central, which I've talked about many times, tikicentral.com, you can go to the blogs and under the Tiki Central forums, there is one for Tiki Events click on that and you just kind of have to scan through it. So for example, I clicked on Tiki events and the first one I see here is Frankie's Tiki Room, which is in Las Vegas. I've been there. Very nice place and good drinks. Uh, They have Tiki Central Wednesday nights. So back in 2008, someone proposed, let's make Wednesday night Tiki Central night at Frankie's Tiki Room in Las Vegas. And That's how it starts sometimes is just a person or a group of people will say, hey, this is the local watering hole, the tiki watering hole to be specific. And on Wednesday night, let's all get together and chat about our mugs and music and all kinds of shenanigans. And so that's that's a good way to find things. Now, if I look a little more down the list, uh, let's see. Let's see what else we find under tiki events, because it's really not that hard Uh, to find things that are going on. So here's another one at the Tonga Room in San Francisco, which is still open, but could close any day. So get over there if you can. Uh, The second Wednesday of every month, they have Tiki Central Night. So there's something in San Francisco. And let's see, what else? What else do we have here? What other nights? Monday night is Tiki Central Night at Don the Beachcomber in Sunset Beach here in Southern California. So there's another one. The Tonga Hut back in San Francisco also does Saturday and Sunday Exotica and $5 cocktail specials. Here's another one. Uh, Pittsburgh Polly, quite some time ago, suggested Tuesday Tiki Night in Pittsburgh. Now, uh, this one, it didn't look like it got going. But you know what? Not all of them do. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. So use Tiki Central as a resource. And if you see an event that's already going on at your local Tiki Watering Hole go have a good time. And if there isn't one, but you've got a local tiki bar, 
start one and pick a, pick a night of the week. Pick the night of the week you like the least, something to look forward to, or pick the night of the week you look forward to the most, whatever the case is. Uh, but just, you know, find a reason and post something there, and hopefully other people in the area will read it. And, of course, then uh, you may create your own night. And then use Facebook and MySpace and any other social media as a way to publicize it as well, because not everybody uses Tiki Central, so you want to make sure that, you know, if you can create a little flyer and put it up there on Facebook or whatever so that other people can check it out. Well, that's that's just my suggestion. So, Michael, um, use Tiki Central as a resource. And other than that, you know, friend people on social media networks so that you can find those, uh, like, things that happen once versus things that happen weekly or monthly. And it's really not that hard. All right. Now, how about some more music? Here are two more songs that, uh, well, two of my favorites. One is by Kavakan, and this is from the Departure Exotica album. This song is called Oceania, and it is, it's a little trippy, uh, just like Tipsy, but uh, it, sets, it sets a mood. It's got the ocean waves in the background, and it, uh, it's a very low-key sort of background type of song. And we're also going to hear another song that uh, is, is low-key, but by the king of uh, picture painting himself. If ever there were someone in Exotica who I feel truly, truly can paint a picture with music, it is Les Baxter. And this song is Spice Island Seabirds on the Exotic Moods of Les Baxter album. So one from Kavakan and one from Les Baxter. I know you will enjoy them both.
Listeners, I have now made it through the Kahuna Kevin headless zombie, and wow, yeah, um, that uh, that has hit me pretty uh, pretty good, and I can't say that I have a problem with that. But uh, again, go to kahunakevin.com and get his drink uh, recipe book, and uh, make yourself a headless zombie. You will not be upset. Oh, let, let's see what else is going on here. Um, since I don't have the ladies in the lounge with me this week, I want to talk about some things that, well, they tend to care or not care so much about. And so the two emails I've already shared have been about specifically tiki topics, and so is the next one. So we already heard from Ariana and from Michael, and now um, listener Tiki Joe, who uh, has always asked to go by Tiki Joe and me not reveal his real name because he doesn't want anyone to know that he listens to the show. But it's not because he's a famous individual or anything like that. He just likes his his anonymity. So Tiki Joe asks, uh, he says, I throw a party every now and then. It's usually a cocktail party because I like to do something simple. And I have used your punch bowl recipe and thoughts in the past and I really appreciate uh what you he's what did say oh sorry I'm paraphrasing here and I really appreciate uh the recipes that you've already offered but do you have any other large drink recipes or punch bowl recipes big mahalo tiki joe well let me uh kind of tell you how I make a punch when I'm not using a recipe and I referred to this on our fifth anniversary episode which was podcast 202 I made a everything in the punch bowl bowl recipe. And all I mean by that is if you balance the sweet, the sour, and the strong, meaning the liquor with the weak, the ice, the water, if you balance those four things, which may sound difficult, but actually not terribly difficult, if you balance it, you can put pretty much anything in that punch bowl. So go ahead and ask yourself, which fruit juice do you like the most? Do you like grapefruit? pineapple, orange, etc. What do you want your base juice, your week to be? Well, so I tend to start with either grapefruit juice or pineapple juice when I'm making a punch because those are my two favorites, but maybe you go with orange juice or heck, strawberry kiwi. I don't recommend that because that is a flavor that is hard to work with, but if you want to try hard right from the start, go ahead and do it. Uh, So pineapple, for example, Go ahead and put in a full can of not-from-concentrate pineapple juice. Again, Dole works good. So now you want to add something strong, and that would be the liquor. What rum do you want to use? Yes, of course it's going to be rum. What rum do you want to use? You want to use something silver? Do you want to use something gold? has a a bit more flavor to it. Um, I do not recommend using a dark rum as the only rum in a punch bowl recipe. I recommend using something like a silver. So Crucian Estate Light Rum is a good one. Um, Ten Cane also is a good rum. But if you're going to use that, I recommend that you use it with a grapefruit juice base instead of, or an orange juice instead of the pineapple juice. It just goes better with that. So add some silver rum. Now you've got that full can in there. So you want to kind of do this so that your punch bowl comes out to at least per ladle, which is usually five-ish, six ounces, somewhere in there. You want to do this so that the person is getting about an ounce to an ounce and a half equivalent of hard liquor per six ounces ladled. 
So there you go, you do the math. So you got the pineapple juice in there and now you're gonna add about two full cups of your silver rum. Now you wanna throw in something that adds a little bit more uh, tart to it. So perhaps you throw in some lime or some lemon juice and you can use either. So go ahead and add some, maybe just four to six ounces of that. And you need to add something sweet. So a sugar syrup, maybe you're gonna use orge, maybe you're gonna use rock candy syrup, maybe you're just gonna use simple syrup. Add about four to six ounces of that. And you can add less, give a stir, and just taste a little bit as you're going through this so you don't make something that becomes overly sweet and something that's overly tart or is just an explosion of horribleness. Because even I've done that. Now, you've got the liquor, you've got the fruit juice, you've got something sweet, you've got something sour. Uh, you need to add ice if you've got it right, or before you put in the ice, another liqueur, something to add some more interest to it. Maybe some dashes of bitters. Maybe you add to this, I think would be nice, maybe some Zaya spiced rum. Maybe another six ounces of that for flavor. You can do anything, and that's what's so great about it. But each time you do something... Write it down just in case you get it really good and uh, taste along the way so you can decide, oh, it's not boozy enough or, oh, it's too boozy. It needs to be diluted. You really can't go wrong as long as you taste along the way. And so that's, that's all you need to do. So I challenge you, Cheeky Joe, to do that with a punch bowl and see what you come up with. Pull your favorite liquors, favorite rum, favorite juice, favorite mixers, favorite sweeteners, and play with them and then write it down if it comes out good, and keep it. And that's all I do. A lot of things I do once and only once, and a good number of things I do that turn out well the first time, and so I write it down, or in my case, I put it into one of my applications on my iPhone, and I keep it, and then I can email it to other people or post it on uh, the fan page so that other people can see it. So Tiki Joe, I hope that helps you out, and uh, everybody, go out there and practice a punch recipe. Now, And by the way, that one only had about five ingredients as I was describing them to you, but I have some recipes that have 20 ingredients or more, and uh, I'll post one of those on the Facebook page right after this show. All right, we're at the end here because I'm quite inebriated, and uh, I have some chores to do around the uh, tiki bar. So we are going to play one last song, and this one was just sent in, and it was sent in by Peter, and Pete is in the Revomatics. And this is some good surf rock, and I think that this tune is going to sound a touch familiar to you. It is called Apache, and again, this is the Revomatics. This is some good surf rock out of Milwaukee, and I'm hoping that we're going to get to see the Revomatics perhaps at Tiki Oasis in August in the Zen Tiki Lounge uh, room crawl, if not another band, but we're going to try and see if we can get the Revomatics there. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week. You can go to zentikilounge.com and join us on Facebook as well. Don't forget to like us because we like you. All right, here they are, the Revomatics, Apache. Apache. 